Welcome to ClickFunnels Radio, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top entrepreneurs are using to make more sales, dominate their markets, and how you can get those same results. Here's your host, Dave Woodward. Hey everybody, welcome back to ClickFunnels Radio. I'm so excited. I have our guy basically who manages all of our media buying, Mr. Matt Hagberg on the show. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I love it. I'm super excited. We're just kind of figuring out exactly uh, what to talk about and how, what would give you guys the very best solutions or takeaway uh, tips and things. And I thought, you know, the best thing is we're just going to just pick Matt's brain as we kind of dive in this thing here. So Matt, first of all, give people an idea. How large of a media ad budget do you have right now that you manage? Oh, man. Um, honestly, we just kind of say a million just because it's e- a million a month just because it's the easiest thing. <laughs> we we fluctuate above and below. I mean, it really just depends on what our objectives are, um, what time of year it is, if we're launching something new. Um, so whenever anybody asks me that question, I just say a million a month because it's just the easy answer. But like any large company, budgets fluctuate usually every quarter and things like that. So, yeah. So my main reason I want to make sure you guys understand is Matt sees a ton of stuff with a million dollars a month. That's, that's the credibility. Aside from all his years of credibility goes, literally the, every single month he's working about a million bucks trying to place in the right uh, areas for us to grow and scale ClickFunnels. But I really thought it'd be fun for us to kind of uh, talk about Obviously, a lot of people who are listening to this, Matt, don't have a million bucks a month to spend on ads. Sure, yeah. But uh, you've got a lot of crazy things that they can do uh, at a smaller size. And so I thought that we kind of dive into. Yeah. So with that, uh, if you don't mind, kind of give a 10,000 foot level about how do, you, how do you break down media buying and what are some of the main areas they should be looking at when it comes to media buying? Sure, sure. Um... I think the most important thing that most people get wrong and is probably the first thing to address is actually making sure that your sales funnel or your lead funnel is functioning properly. That it um, all media buying really is, is just pouring gas on something that either is working well or is not working well. And all it's going to do is just uh, show you in a um, broader scope or a or more focused scope, I should say if your actual sales funnel or lead funnel is working the way it should be working. So the first thing I would do is um, I would actually recommend starting at a lower budget. So you can kind of test out what your sales funnel looks like, if it's converting the way you want it to, things like that. Then you can kind of, you know, crank it up and turn on the gas a little bit. That would be step number one is just get some traffic in and figure out if your sales funnel or your lead funnel or your e-commerce, whatever it is, see what your conversions look like. And it doesn't have to cost that much. It could be, I mean, you can get clicks for really cheap. You can get traffic in for, you know, under $2 to your page. Um, just really just try to see how many people you can get through maybe under a hundred bucks. And just yeah, hundred bucks a day, hundred bucks a week. What are we looking at? However, I always tell people, however fast you can spend a hundred dollars, that's how fast you'll know what's, what's broken <laughs> and how to fix it. That's really all I say. <laughs> So there are some people that they need to do it over the course of two or three weeks. There's some who are like, I want to know now what's wrong with it. So I just say, all right, in the next two days, spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. Facebook is more, actually any platform cares more about how much money you put in than it does the time that you allow it to do it. So, because they're businesses and they're just there to, they're there to help you get more attention on your business. So now you've got a hundred bucks you spend on that. Uh, What are some of the main metrics people should be watching? Yeah. So 
Um, it depends on industry, but the first one I usually pay attention to is how many clicks you're getting, click-through rate, kind of the same thing, and then how much it's costing you to get those clicks. You really That's the first action people are can actually take when they see your ad. So that's the first important thing. Um, as a rule of thumb, usually I like a $1 or $2 click. De again, depending on the industry and things like that. There's some that are more expensive industries, finance industry, stuff like that. And depending on what you're offering, that you might not get a click for less than $5. But as a general rule of thumb, one or two is usually good. Um, that's the first thing I pay attention to, cost per click. The unfortunate thing is once you get past that point, um, you rely a lot on what it is that your funnel is going to do. So if you need a, if you're getting a lead or a purchase, then um, you have to then dig into your funnel stats and figure out what's going in there. So I've got a hundred dollar ad budget. I'm starting off with. I'm paying attention to my uh, cost per click. Obviously, then uh, things people have been listening to this podcast. I've, I talk a ton about you know what you cost to acquire a customer and what your average cart yep. value, break even funnels. So bring in this whole idea as far as ROAS. What is ROAS? How does it factor in? And what should they be looking at? Yeah, so ROAS, for those of you who don't know, ROAS is return on ad spend. Um, it's essentially an ad buyer's way of saying um, ROI or return on investment. And essentially, um, we want to know how much for every dollar we're putting in in ads, how much are we making back? Uh, that's literally what that number is. So a one uh, what we call one X ROAS or one times ROAS is basically I put a dollar in, I got a dollar back. Um, in some cases that's good enough because you plan on selling them something further down the road. Um, but that usually you have a target set on how much money you need to make for every dollar you're going to put in. Um, so it's, it's really good. That's a key metric to be paying attention to all the time. Um, it's really the one that we go with is we figure out of, you know, for every dollar we're putting in, how much are we making back, um, not just for products that we sell, but for um, subscriptions and all of that kind of stuff. So what are some of the metrics? I know uh, John is the guy, on our, one of the partners on our team you basically report to. So what are the parameters that John gives you from a ROAS standpoint? What's, what's yeah. important, John? So um, we are very – ClickFunnels in general is um, we want to show people how to do direct response stuff. We want to show people – that you can make a profit up front. You don't have to dump, you know, $5,000 in something and never see a return on it. So one of the, the first things that we look at is, did we get a one-to-one -one ROAS? So essentially, are we break even? Did we get essentially a free new lead? That's the first thing that we look at. Um, the next thing that we look at is, did we make a profit from making that lead? Because obviously we would rather have a sales funnel that makes a profit from getting a lead than one that just breaks even. Um, so that's the next step. And then the step after that is when we look at um, how much return on ad spend we need to compensate for the cost of that particular offer. So for example, one funnel away challenge has a different cost uh, to fulfill than something like um, you know the, a book that we need to ship out to you guys, stuff like that. So we set different return on ad spend parameters as that third level of, are we making our return on ad spend at a level that this is profitable and we can scale this to, you know, including in that million dollar a month budget. Um, and that's really, that's how we make decisions. And in all honesty, we make a lot of those decisions within usually 14 days. 
um, especially as we're testing ads and things like that, we usually know within a couple of weeks, our huge red flags up front are cost per click is way higher than, um, than it should be. Then the next step is our cost per lead is way higher than it should be. And then our next step is our cost per purchase. Is that where it should be? So usually we can figure out within 14 days, is this really a viable ad campaign that we've launched um, based on the numbers we're seeing through this sales funnel? So that's really how we, we gauge that window. So yeah, cost per click, cost per lead. And cost per purchase. Those are our key, uh, what we call key performance indicators, KPIs for those who don't know. Awesome. So the three KPIs right now, as you're listening to this, I think that's awesome. No matter what your budget is, if you take a look at what your cost per click, what your cost per lead, and what your cost per purchase, it's yeah. always funny. I, I deal with a lot of private equity, growth equity people all the time who are saying, gosh, you know, if we were to give you guys $10 million, what would you do with it? I'm like, <laughs> well, we probably would take the money first of all. And they're like, why not? And it's like, because we have this thing called break-even funnels and we have yep. this idea of if we can acquire that customer. And so I think it, it goes along those same lines. And I think so often a lot of the people who listen to this podcast and to others are trying to figure this, this whole media ad buying thing out. And I think what you just said there are, if you take away nothing else from this whole podcast, if you understand what your cost per click is, what your cost per lead is, and what your cost per purchase is, that in and of itself will be well worth the, whatever amount of time you just spent listening to this. And I think uh, those are <laughs> well, the golden nuggets that I think people forget about. Yeah. The other thing, I think people over, they do one of two things. They either overcomplicate ad buying or they put uh, a responsibility on ad buying that shouldn't be there. Um, so the first one is ads aren't there to make the sale for you. you think of a commercial, like a traditional commercial. The commercial didn't get you to buy Pepsi. The commercial drove you to the store. It made you think about a product, drive to the store and go buy it. An ad is not there to necessarily sell the person immediately. It's to get them to think about buying what you have and to go find out more. So, and then your sales funnel is what closes the sale. So that's why the sales funnel has so much weight on it. It has so much importance on it. Um, all I think it's really an important part. Uh, too often, I know everyone yeah. always feels like, I don't need salespeople. I just need, a, I just need an ad that sells. I'm like, that's not the purpose. Ad, of yeah. Ads don't sell. They just add more fuel to whatever fire you have going. And if the fire is burning your own house down, it's going to continue to burn your house down <laughs> at a faster rate. But <laughs> if the fire is fueling a business, then it will build the fire faster. So that's all ads do. The business itself has to be able to produce what you're looking to produce, create the revenue. On the flip side of that, the people who um, want it to do the, the wrong thing, that goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. It's not, there to, it's not there to make the sale for you. It's really just there to add fuel to it. For the people who um, they overcomplicate it, same thing. It's really only there to grab people's attention and bring them in. All you need to do in an ad really is identify who you're trying to sell this to because hopefully you have a target avatar that you're working uh, to work with. Um, all you need to do is just get their attention however you need to get it and then tell them what it is that you want to do for them and then tell them what to do next to get access to it. That those, if you answer those three things in a video or an image or text or whatever, you've accomplished what you need to accomplish with an ad. 
move on. You don't need to try to convince people <laughs> just to buy something in an ad. Um, that's really it. And honestly, the hardest part is just grabbing people's attention. You got to play around with different things. Um, I mean, we, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, um, how cartoon versions of Russell's face are performing better than the live version. Um, and I don't know if, if Russell was too happy to hear about that, but it was, <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> so, and it's just what's bringing people in. And so it just, and that's why you see new commercials all the time is because after a while, ad creative, um, gets stale and people want to see new things and new things catch your eyes. People get banner blindness. So they, they need to see new things. So that's really the key for ads is just how do you catch their attention and then make sure you're talking to the right people and telling them what it is that you have to offer them. So, man, you start talking, I got a million other questions. So, first of all, how do they know? Because people ask me all the time, is, is it the ad that's the problem or is it the funnel that's the problem? How do they identify where the problem is? So, this is why I kind of have that one to $2 cost per click thing, like guideline, is because if I'm, if I'm getting clicks for under $2, then I know that my ad is okay. It might not be optimal, but it's good enough so that way I can move to the funnel and see what conversions look like in the funnel. Because if I'm getting, let's say I'm getting clicks for a dollar, which is pretty good for any industry, and they're coming over but I'm getting no sales, then one of two things is the case. And most likely it's that the funnel's not working properly. You're not closing the sale in the funnel. But there is a potential that you're targeting the wrong people. You could be selling whatever you're selling to the completely wrong audience. If I were selling, let's say, dog food, then but I'm targeting people who own horses, it doesn't really correlate. Like they may click through because there's something in your ad that showed them that they could get access to something for their horse, but when they get to the landing page, it said it talks all about dogs, so they bail. Um, so the click really is the the key thing there if you're getting clicks within the cost per click that makes sense usually one to two dollars and below um but you're still not getting your intended result it's almost always your funnel awesome well the next thing i want to know about is ad fatigue this is a conversation i remember having with dean graziosi uh russell yeah. and i were down at his office with john and we were sitting there talking about creative and how much creative dean was putting out versus how much we were putting out and yep. Dean was like 10 to one. And we're like, holy cow, oh, yeah. why? Oh, he's yeah. like, uh, this whole ad fatigue thing. And I'm like, it was the first time I really thought about it. So what is ad fatigue and how do you deal yep. with it? So ad fatigue is um, the idea, Think again, think about um, commercials you would see on TV. There's, a, there's one commercial that every time you see it, you're like, man, I'm so tired of seeing this commercial. And eventually it gets <laughs> to the point where your brain just turns it off. As soon as you start seeing it, your brain shuts off and you pay no attention to it at all. That is ad fatigue. That is exactly what happens online through Facebook and Google and anywhere else. YouTube, doesn't matter. Same thing happens. When your brain sees something over and over again and it knows, that, it knows the pattern and understands it, then it's eventually just going to tune it out because that's just how human brains work. It knows what to expect, so it just moves on. Um, that's ad fatigue. So you have to keep making new stuff so that way people can see a different view of what you're presenting them and their brain can never get to the point where they can start ignoring you because you're constantly showing them new stuff. Um, I think people 
over and underestimate ad fatigue. I've had people ask me, I've had people who've spent that $100 come to me and sit over the course of maybe a week or so and come to me and say, hey, I think my ad's fatigued. And I'm like, well, you haven't, there's, there's 350 million people in the US alone. I doubt you've shown it to everybody. Um, but then there's people who like the opposite of Dean that they're spending millions um, and they're relying on the same two or three ads that they've been using for, you know, the last six months. And it's like that you can't, they, they've shut you off. They tuned you out. You can't get them to, to click anymore. So what are the metrics or things that the person should be looking at to know uh, we're probably approaching ad fatigue? Yeah, that's good. So all of those things, so cost per click, cost per lead and cost per purchase. So what you'll notice with ad fatigue, um, and this is a key difference. So ad fatigue tends to be this slow decline. And usually the decline is based on how much you spend each day and each week, but it'll be a slow decline where eventually your leads and your purchases get more and more expensive and your clicks are getting more and more expensive. That tends to be um, ad fatigue. If you see a huge drop for some reason, um, unfortunately for platforms like Facebook, a huge drop usually means they change their algorithm and now you have to go figure out what they did. Um, that's, but those, those major like sudden things, those don't tend to be ad fatigue. Ad fatigue is one of those like it slowly gets more and more expensive over the course of you know, a few weeks or sometimes even a couple of months, depending on how interesting it is. Um, and that goes back to the creative. Like we have that. Um, so Chris Record did a um, ClickFunnels wrap for us. That thing still brings in profitable clicks. And it's three years old, I think. But it's so unique that no brain can, can make it normal. <laughs> so people just click on it. But um, yeah, it just really, that's what I would look at is just gradual, gradually becomes too expensive based on what your target um, KPIs are. So when can, uh, so let's say ad fatigues, when can I, it's been a winner, when can I bring it back and, and use it again? Um, I usually give people a window of like six months, give it like six months, let people see other things from you and continue to build your audience and then bring it back around. Um, you, you can, there's two different ways to do that actually, and depends on how old your company is, but because you'll see companies like Pepsi and Coke and stuff like that, that will uh, bring really old commercials back as a nostalgia thing. If you're an older company like that, I definitely recommend doing stuff like that where you're tapping into nostalgia. If you're a newer company and you're the guy spending a hundred bucks and now it's six months later, you've spent a hundred bucks consistently and now you have ad fatigue, I would say grab, hopefully you've been making new ads the entire time, cycle new ones in, let the old ones sit for at least three, maybe six months and then try them again and see if they pick back up. Um, give some people time to forget about it. Thankfully, in modern world, we forget really quick about things, for for better or for worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you may be able to try it in three months, but I usually recommend six, just to play it safe. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Matt, I could keep talking to you for hours on end, and I'm sure the audience would love this. But uh, tell me, if people wanted to find out more about ads and stuff, what are some resources, guides, where, or how do they get a hold of you, either way? Um, so I actually have, I have a website, matthagberg.com, or that you can look me up on Instagram, uh, at Matt Hagberg. Um, and I think the best resources, if you don't know, the best resources for marketing are basically what the three books Russell put together. Like, honestly, it'll give you the foundation you need to understand 
what to do with ads, how to make ad copy, um, you know, why ads don't make the sale, they just attract the sale, different things like that. And then um, Traffic Secrets helps a lot with work, uh, earning your way in versus buying your way in and what the difference is and even what to pick. There's been people who I say don't do ads because you're not ready for it. You need to go work your way in before you buy your way in, especially with the industry they're in. So I'd start there with those three books. Um, also, I mean, the ClickFunnels coaching program, um, we've started giving a little more access to the media buying uh, brains so that way we can try to help some people. So um, yeah, that's where I would go first is go there awesome. and start sucking up some knowledge and then see what you can do with it. So for those of you guys who are listening, if you want to go to Secrets Trilogy, uh, secretstrilogy.com, you can actually pick up any of the three books at secretstrilogy.com. Probably easiest and best way of doing it. Uh, again, Traffic Secrets is Russell's most recent book, and that's the one that talks all about the topic we're talking about as far as working your way in, or in this case, really buying your way in. But I think, uh, again, to Matt's uh, point and credit there, one of the greatest books, I think, about uh, actually creating this story for your ads is actually Expert Secrets. So yeah. Call to action, go to secretstrilogy.com, and that's where you can figure it all out. Matt, thanks so much, bud. Thanks a lot.